Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, welcome back, and as always, thank you for listening. So, a new year. 2022. Wow. I know that this time of year, a lot of t- a lot of people do a lot of reevaluation. I mean, you know, late December, early January, set goals, and then resolutions and things. In fact, some people resolve not to set any resolutions. And maybe even that's a resolution. But if you think about it this way, two times a year, it's usually a good thing to look over some goals and look over some things you're trying to do. Uh, One, of course, would be the beginning of the year. The other one would be birthday. Because that's the beginning of your year. (laughs) And everyone's got a different one. But, let me ask this question. Because, whether you're thinking of resolutions or goals, which are really kind of similar, and making a list of things you want to get done, hopefully, you're making a list of things you want to get done this year. Are you... Your own worst enemy. Are you your own worst enemy? Are you holding yourself back? Now, why might I say that? Because we really have to look at that. Because I understand there's external things that happen, you know, I mean, just... The economy, the weather, the people, um, you know, the political environment. There's all kinds of things that just pound on you. And to be honest, you really can't, to a certain extent, do a ton about some things that happen. But what we can do is look at ourselves and make sure we are not sabotaging ourselves. Now, how do I mean? How do I mean? What am, what am I saying? Let's look for a second at uh, a parable that Jesus told in Luke 12. Luke 12 16 is the verse. A lot of fantastic parables. By the way, parables are real-world stories with a spiritual message. Alright? That's what a parable is. And if you really want to deep dive into parables and in uh, that type of teaching method and uh, get some super good information, I recommend Brad... Young, Dr. Brad Young, who studied at the Hebrew University, 
and he's got some fantastic books on parables and and that. Now, uh, and by the way, I'm not being sponsored, or and he didn't know who I am, or any of this other jazz. Just super good info. Now, Luke twelve sixteen. It uh, this is Jesus talking, and it, and it starts out this way. It says, and he told a parable, saying, "The land of a rich man produced plentifully." And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have got nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Now, how did this guy sabotage himself? Look at the thought process. Because And this is one of the few times uh, in the Bible where it actually says, and he thought to himself, this is somebody that, I mean, you, you get inside the guy's head, they tell you. And he's, and he's thinking, you know, well, what shall I do? i got nowhere to put my crops. So the thing is, he got a real blessing because uh, back then, in a agricultural-based society, uh, extra crop and extra money. I mean, crop equal money. And money, just like it does today, gives you a whole lot of options that you may not have. So, well, this guy had a whole lot of options because he had a whole lot of crops. And now he had a genuine problem. All right, he had a genuine problem. And he's uh, he's saying, "Now, what shall I do? I have nowhere to store my crops." So he, so he's working it over. He's brain working it. And he says, I'll do this and I'll tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I'll store all my grain and my goods. Okay. All right. Now, the interesting thing is, um, it adds in verse 18 grains and his goods. So. He uh, he was a rich guy, and he had a lot of stuff, so he was packing it in. And then, here's this inner talking again. I'll say to myself, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Um, now, he's not necessarily talking about grain anymore. He's talking about stuff. Alright. He says, hey, you got a lot of stuff. He says, relax. Eat, drink, be merry. In other words, hey, hey, it's time to party. It's time to party, man. Party. So, at that point, God says, mmm, nope. Nope. 
that's not how this is going to go down. Um, it's interesting, the Greek word for fool that's used here, and by the way, you know, people aren't supposed to refer to each other as fool uh, because you might be one yourself and not know it, but if God calls you one, that's serious business. So the, the Greek word is aphron. Aphron. And uh, it is a negative particle. Basically, it means mindless. It can mean stupid and ignorant. But it also can specifically mean rash, unbelieving, and egotistic. Okay. In other words, self-centered. So God's saying, well, look, dude, um, you're really self-centered. He says, this night, your soul is going to be required of you. Then, who shall think, you know, whose stuff is that going to be? Point is, he started looking at his stuff. Sometimes... We sabotage our, ourselves by looking too much at what we have, our stuff. Now, you got to have stuff. God doesn't fault people for having stuff. What God faults people for is making stuff something they lean on more than God. Because the point is here, dude, you're, you're going to die. You worked all this time, you got all this stuff, and you're going to die. And if you're, if you're gone, whose stuff is it then? Well, probably the family, the friends, or whoever's going to fight over it, probably. And unfortunately, if you've seen some rich people die in the paper, and you see uh, family going, coming out of the walls with lawyers to fight over their stuff, you know, it's just like, uh, just like a bunch of pack rats, you know, going after jazz. Um, that kind of stuff is, uh, that kind of behavior is what God's saying, ooh, that's no bueno. So that's not going to work. It's interesting that and if you look at look at this thought process this guy didn't say to himself hey you know i got all this stuff i think i'm gonna go help somebody i wonder if my neighbor needs some grain or stuff i wonder if the orphan kids down the way need some stuff you know, he, he, that never enters his mind he's stuck in his own little world now how does this sabotage him because the goal he had set initially wasn't really a bad one. It was to basically, I mean, he had to put his uh, grain up because if he didn't, it's going to ruin and then it's no good for anybody, you know. So he was building barns and making bigger barns, okay. But... uh
But look at that section where it says in uh, in verse eighteen, "I'll pull down my barns and build and build bigger ones." And there, I'll bestow. Well, if actually, let me go back to the SV. Yeah, there we go. And there, I will store all my grain and my goods. My grain, my goods. And then the conversation goes to the stuff he owns. Not helping anybody, not reaching out, not going beyond. Because it's very obvious at this point that this person has enough. Has enough to be very, very comfortable. Why do I say that? Because in verse 19, he says, relax, eat, drink, be merry. In other words, let's throw a little party. Anyway, so how do we sabotage ourselves in our goal settings? The first thing, I think, is that we don't really include God in what we're thinking. When you're setting goals... When you're setting resolutions, whatever, are you really thinking about, hey, I wonder if this would make God happy as well? Now, getting rich is not a problem, okay? That's not. And by a problem, I mean God doesn't just slam dunk people who are rich. That's that's not the, the issue. The issue is is when people start relying on their stuff more than they think about God and pleasing Him. And that means when we get selfish, when we get greedy. So we sabotage ourselves that way. The other thing is, is in our plans, what goals do you have to reach out to other people? What goals do you have to reach out to other people? Now, look, you know, you don't have to volunteer for missions in the Congo to help other people. It can be simple things. Nursing homes. Food drives, clothes drives. I saw a, uh, I saw a laundry, a cleaners that had a coat drive going on, and was taking donations for coats for homeless people. Well, I mean, what's to stop somebody from from? Going over to the secondhand store, buying some good coats, not you know ragged out ones, but I mean ones that will actually keep you warm, and taking them and donating them because you know and and that's just one suggestion, okay? That's just one thing. That's just a little little bitty tip of the iceberg. Use your God given imagination in reaching out to other people in a positive way, that would make God happy. And how do I know that? Well, because reaching out to other people is what God wants us to do because the Word says so. And that's what Jesus did his whole time here. And that's what he's been doing through the church. Uh, And by church, I mean his church worldwide. (laughs) 
And then some churches do do a really good job of it, and some not so good. But but here's the thing: if you're including God in your plans, in your goals, and you're writing it down, then God will help you get where you need to be. Now, is everything going to go perfect? No. No. Does God expect us to be perfect? No. I don't know of, you know, I I don't know of, of, of a verse necessarily. God says be holy. I don't believe perfect is in there. But here's the thing. If we will include him in our thoughts, in our goals, in what we're trying to get done, God can help us and bless that. God wants us to prosper. But he doesn't want us to prosper so we'll get greedy. He wants to prosper us so that we can reach out and make other people feel great about being prosperous as well. Amen? So, with that thought process, if you're going to do resolutions, and, and I definitely hope you're going to do goals, and I definitely hope that you're going to check those goals, I would... Uh, you know, there's all kinds of books about how often you're supposed to check them. Some people say every day. Some people, you know, which is not a bad bad thing. Uh, some people say every week. Some people say every month. Well, whatever you decide, however you're going to. And then the revamping, I think, um, or really looking super hard about changing stuff. You know, if you use your birthday or you use New Year's, as as a thing the main thing is goals have to be living because that's what we are they're eating you know we're living people we're eat, you know eating sleeping breathing so include god in your goals and don't get stuck on looking inward too too hard it's important to check ourselves and to take care of ourselves and to look at what's going on inside our heads, yes. But don't make that something where all of a sudden you're your, the only thing you care about. Because I think that's fairly close to what they call narcissism, and that's, that's bad. That can be... In God's economy... That's a recipe for destruction. So, with that thought in mind, I want to encourage you. And, always keep on speaking it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.